0: Welcome all four of you to the first installment, hopefully of many, of the Nosebleed Know It All Podcast. Uh the whole plan here there is no plan. Just gonna dive in. Uh mostly fantasy football. Uh I don't know if things pick up. Uh if they go the way that I'm hoping they will. And the way that I've kind of planned, uh, then I'll probably dive in to more things such as the NBA season, the NBA playoffs, uh, maybe in a year from now even, a little baseball, little MLB playoffs. Uh, Time and effort put into this, uh, I may go ahead and just throw in a little uh, college football special on Saturdays. I don't know. But, right now, I guess let's dive into some NFL news, huh? This is a supposedly a fantasy football podcast, so let's go ahead. Uh, as we know, Javante Williams is out for the rest of the year, and maybe even some time next season, honestly, uh, with a torn ACL, LCL, and a posterior lateral corner, something like that. Uh, some it's a just a blown out knee. He's done. So, Melvin Gordon, huh? I mean that that's kind of interesting. Uh, they were, I don't know the exact numbers. They were pretty split. It seemed uh, on the snaps and everything. Uh, Coach Nathaniel Hackett did mention that Mike Boone could see a big increase in time because of that, and Denver also. Signed Latavius Murray from the Saints practice squad on Tuesday, so maybe keep out a look up, keep a lookout for that. Um, I don't think there's any way that Melvin Gordon's on waivers anywhere in America. Uh, I'll just look, uh, but if he what, well, he's rostered in seventy four percent of leagues. So if he is out there, go ahead and pick him up. Uh, I wouldn't even. I don't think that Latavius Murray or Mike Boone are even considerable at this point. Uh, I would even go pretty low on Melvin Gordon, honestly. Uh, On the other side of the field, on Thursday night from them, Jonathan Taylor, uh, it's looking like he's going to be questionable at the very least. Uh, Frank Reich said on Tuesday that his status is, quote, unknown at this point as he's working through that ankle injury. And he also said that he would not be ready to go right now were they to have to line up and play. So, how much time is he going to miss is uh, probably what everyone that has him on their fantasy roster is wondering about. Uh, you know, if he does miss considerable time, or even as a spot star, I think you can pull up Naheem Hines. Jonathan Taylor, by the way, did not practice today. Um, But I think Naheem Hines would be, I mean, the workload that he's going to get. I mean, Jonathan Taylor got 20 attempts. No, I'm sorry. 21 opportunities, 20 rush attempts, one reception in week four just before leaving with that ankle injury. So, I mean, the workload for Naheem Hines, I think he's a great spot start. Now, I don't think that you go out and you drop a guy, you know, that... I, I think I would rather have Jeff Wilson than Naheem Hines if I was playing the injury running back scope. But now if I'm a Jonathan Taylor manager, I probably want to invest quite a bit into going after him. If anything, just to have as a stash were uh, something like this to happen again. Uh, but... Like I said, Naheem Hines will undoubtedly be the running back one if Jonathan Taylor is to miss some time. Uh, Dak Prescott, although we thought he might be able to go this week, he has been, I don't know if he's been officially ruled out, but as good as. Uh, Prescott isn't in line to play in Sunday's game against the Rams. A source familiar with his situation. So, yeah, I'd say the chances of us seeing Dak Prescott out there are probably pretty slim. But what does that mean? What does that really mean for for Daryl? Pa- I'm sorry for Daryl Patterson. Jesus Christ, I'm getting way ahead. What does that mean for Michael Gallup? Uh, I think as we've seen, City Lamb's production has has been there and been there and been there. I don't want to get too far ahead of myself here, but. because I have Gallup potentially as a waiver pickup. But does he see more? You know, it seemed like with his injury, it was sit, sit, sit. We're not going to play him, sit, sit. And then the Cowboys throw him out there, and, yeah, the targets weren't there, but he didn't seem to be limited in any sort of capacity. So with a quarterback like Dak Prescott throwing the ball to him, does he get more targets And or are those targets of more value? Does that make sense? Uh, Let's see. Looking like Prescott just couldn't quite grip the ball comfortably, uh, as the reports I'm seeing here. Uh, Tua, of course, out for week five. That was a terrible injury. Uh, I'm not even going to speculate and get into the nitty-gritty of, I mean, we all saw it. We can all make our own conclusions. Uh, of course, the UNC was fired. Uh, I don't think anybody was really too surprised by that. Mike McDaniel, while giving no timetable for his return, also stands firmly behind the team's med staffs saying so he thinks that the and they very well I mean the the team medical staff and the UNC are completely separate. They have absolutely nothing to do with each other. Well, I mean, you know, as far as making calls. The UNC is not, obviously, that's why he's unaffiliated. He's not on the team's payroll. So he could have been wrong and the team could be right. Both of those things could be true. Cordero Patterson, uh, the Atlanta Falcons placed him on the injured reserve today following what seemed to be, uh, I think what I saw was it was a minor which I don't how minor can knee surgery be, but it was a minor procedure. So I don't know if that means it was arthroscopic maybe in nature or if they maybe just had to tighten some things up. I'm not sure. Not a doctor. Don't claim to be. Uh, I do know that Tyler Algier will be the running back one, and he rushed for over 100 yards against a pretty good Cleveland defense. Now, they didn't have Miles Garrett, who just flipped a fucking Porsche. How did he get in the Porsche? Jesus. But anyways, uh, Tyler Algier, if he's on your waiver wire, you might think about him. If you're a Cordell Patterson owner, you definitely want to think about him. Um, I think that probably is going to cover up the news. I'm not seeing anything else right here. So let's jump into a little bit of waiver action. Um the first guy that I've got wrote down here and we kind of mentioned him earlier is Naheem Hines. Obviously, I mean you don't want to go drop a <laughs> you don't want to go drop a Najee Harris for Naheem Hines hoping for Jonathan Taylor. Production obviously. You don't you know, if you feel confident uh with with what you've got, then I really I don't see much of a reason, you know, other than to stash. If if you have someone on your bench that you've you know, that you can let go and and not have to worry about seeing him three weeks from now, you know, and and him absolutely destroying you, then I would do it if I was a Jonathan Taylor manager. I would certainly try to get Naeem Hines. Um, you know, maybe maybe you want to look for a trade package. Uh, you know, to the to the Jonathan Taylor owner. If you happen to pick up Naeem Hines, maybe you can finesse something out of that uh, and maybe turn nothing into something. I just don't think that's a great plan but again Naeem Hines definitely somebody who's capable of a spot start on Thursday that's the only thing it's Thursday you know it. I just think there's better options on Sunday than going I mean I don't know if you're in a deep league I I, I think you gotta have Naeem Hines Um, Tyler Algier, who we kind of spoke on a little bit earlier uh, for the Atlanta Falcons, with Cordero Patterson being placed on the IR, of course, that will put Tyler Algier as kind of the default de facto uh, running back one. For the – are they struggling, Atlanta Falcons? Are they struggling or are they just kind of what they are? Um, Yeah. (laughs) I don't really know what to make of him you know uh, we haven't seen just a whole lot it's not been bad in uh, 30 25 84 yeah you know he just not really had any any production like you see here 10 carries for 84 yards in a in a touch no i'm sorry not a touchdown just 10 carries for 84 yards one reception for 20 yards but, I mean, if they get it if they get in a goal-to-go situation, I, he's almost sure to get it. I just – I would probably – I would rather have Naeem Hines and Tyler Algier just strictly based off of – we know what Frank Reich's offense wants to do. We know they want to run the ball. And I just have more confidence in Naeem Hines uh, running the ball than I do. <laughs> Tyler Algier. Um, another guy, now this is maybe for deeper leagues or even for a desperation that maybe it turns into something uh, later on down the year, Isaiah Pacheco. Looked pretty good for Kansas City. Um, is he the new running back, too? Uh, we saw him 11 for 63 mcKinnon two for negative one it wasn't really much of a heads up going into the game um, I feel bad for anybody who had Derek mcKinnon in their DFS lineup that would be me it was probably that away from bringing on the big bucks but who's counting right uh, I don't know if This is something that we can count on going forward. Um, (laughs) You know, Andy Reid, as soon as you think you know what he's doing, he'll change it. Um, It's a very mysterious sort of scheme that they are. on. I mean, it's not a mysterious scheme. It's just things like that. They'll come out, and the guy that's been the RB2 all year, he goes two for negative one. A third stringer who I didn't even know was a person. Now that's a lie. I knew who he was, but he comes and gets eleven carries. Now, granted, Clyde has been maybe I don't know. Maybe they're just trying to see where he fits. I'm I'm really not sure. That's why I'm sitting in the nosebleeds and he's on the sideline. That's all I can tell you. Uh, kind of off topic. But what in the world is going on with Antonio Gibson? Is he is he gonna is he gonna play? I mean, I know he's playing, but God, the the yards per carry is terrible. I'm just not sure. Sorry, that just caught me. I was just skimming over that, and I just had to mention that. Um, wide receivers, I think. Garrett Wilson. Now I know. Zach Wilson, it's not Joe Flacco anymore. Are they going to throw the ball 60 times? Uh, Short answer, yes. I think they're going to have to if they want to win a football game this year in the National Football League. I don't don't see them being comfortably ahead anywhere enough to just call it good and hand the ball off to Brees Hall and Michael Carter. I think that... They're going to have to continue to throw the ball. And as long as they continue to throw the ball, he's going to continue to get targets. Now, I know, just six, two of six targets, 41 yards Sunday. I understand. It doesn't look good. But you have to look at what he has done. I know, Joe Flacco, I get it. I get it. Eight for 102, two touchdowns. 30 fantasy points by the way. 6 for 60. And then that dutter 2 for 41. I I know, but I just think that Garrett Wilson is somebody. I mean, he's only roster, he's rostered in 85% of leagues. So I mean, if he's if he's still on the waiver wire, you need to pick him up and if you're thinking about dropping him, you need to stop fucking thinking. Uh <laughs> you know, I, I I'm not saying that you need to start him over a Mike Williams or, or I don't know, I'm struggling to come up with names right now. But the point is, Garrett Wilson needs to be on a roster somewhere in your team. And if he's not, and you have a guy like Tyler Lockett on your roster, I cannot believe I'm actually looking at that. I'm sorry, I just said Tyler Lockett. That is not the name at all that I meant to say. Darnell Mooney. I, I'm looking at both of them. This is the first episode, everybody. Just chill the fuck out. Things are moving a little quick. Uh, anyways, if you have Darnell Mooney on your team and Garrett Wilson is sitting on the waiver wire, you need to pick him up. Uh, that's I can't believe that. I mean the 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 big play potential is just there. That, that, like, well like I said, thirty fantasy points, two touchdowns, and and a boatload of yards, whatever the number came out to be, it doesn't even matter. I I mean that's you gotta have that guy. He hasn't busted at all this year. Lowest fantasy finish was last week six one and I I just if the New York football jets wanna win they're going to have to throw the ball to Garrett Wilson. It's, it's pretty simple. Another guy that I really like, and he's got the best quarterback in the league throwing it to him, is Jahan Dotson from the Washington Football Team Commanders. Uh, now here's where I know everyone just raised an eyebrow and said, well, is he listed as questionable? Yeah, he is listed as questionable with a hamstring injury. Ron Rivera, possibly keeping him out a week or two. But, here's the thing. A lot of people are going to let go of him because of that right there. And you need to go swoop him up. If he's on the waiver wire, pick him up. He's the 28th receiver on the year. With 52 fantasy – he's averaging 13 fantasy points a game. You got to have that guy, man. Eight. Here's his, here's his yearly his, – his weekly finishes so far. 18, 17-9, 3, 13-3. Three. And that three is against a Philadelphia defense. You think Carson – Carson Wentz couldn't have thrown it to himself. So, I – I mean – I don't think I don't think I would rather have him over Curtis Samuel but I don't know man do you do you do you take him over scary Terry do you do it I mean it's just something to think about kind of the same looking stats I don't know though just something to think about. It Definitely, if Jahan Dotson's on the waiver wire in your league, you, you that would be a great way to maybe help yourself later on in the year and make a bit of a playoff run. Michael Gallup, he looked pretty good last week. We talked about him a little bit. I won't go too far into that. Uh, but like I said, the, he didn't seem to be bothered by the injury or uh, the injury holding him back much at all. So he may be a guy... You know, if he's out there, if he's out there on the waiver on the waiver wire, it's probably just going to take one big game, and he's not there anymore. Um, it just kind of comes down to: Do you want to give up a roster spot, hoping that once Dak comes back, potentially week six? You know, I'd say maybe hope for a gallup Cinderella story week eight, week nine rolling around. You know, especially in a deeper league, I think that the targets will be there good enough in a deeper half point or even full point PPR league. Uh, I think that he would be a good man to have on your team. Um, I would probably take him over Elijah Moore at this point, uh, especially with the quarterback transition. I I just I think Dak would be a little more trusty. I, I like Dak throwing the ball. To my guy, more than I like Zach Wilson throwing the ball to my guy. A couple of tight end names to go after. Uh, I would heavily, heavily go after David Njoku. Uh, He's projected 10 9. He's the 11th ranked tight end on the season so far. Had that, of course, blow up game week three. Nine for like 90 or 89 or something and a touchdown. Uh, 10 targets had a little bit of a knee botherance. That's that's a word, right? Botherance. Had a bit of a knee problem. But I really, you know, I, it's the NFL who doesn't have a bit of a knee problem. <laughs> so, so, uh, anyways, I think that Nj- Njoku would be would definitely be somebody to look at. You know, the, the Cleveland offense, I know it's Jacoby Brissett, and we know who who's coming up here in a few weeks, I think now's the time to invest in that Cleveland tight end right there. Um, Gerald Everett, of course, has been continuing to kind of reluctantly get everyone to pick him up. Tied in six on the year. He's averaging 12-3. Had a great game last time out. Five receptions. 61 yards and a touchdown. 17.1 fantasy points. Uh, His lowest game is against Jacksonville, 4.5. But every other game is 13 or higher. Definitely a guy to look at. And, you know, he's surrounded by other weapons, which is probably the only thing that's keeping him rostered in only 55% of leagues. This is all on ESPN fantasy stats, everybody. Um... I don't know, that just seems so low. I mean, the guy's, he's obviously a good football player. And he's stepping into some pretty big shoes from last year. Uh, I'll be honest, I'm trying to get this guy tonight. I'm putting a claim in for him tonight. If I'm, I mean, I'll drop. I I know TJ Hawkinson just had that big game, but no DJ Shark. No Amon Raw, no DeAndre Swift, and Jared Goff ate his fucking weedies. I man, I don't think you drop him, but I mean, tight ends are it's Mark Andrews, Travis Kelsey, and that's it. There's just nobody else behind them. So I don't know. I mean, you, I think you pick him up. You have to pick him up with the intention of of, of playing him. Uh, otherwise, you're just going to end up with two, which I guess that's not a bad thing, with the tight end cesspool. If you have two tight ends on your team, hell, everyone else is going to have to go ahead and fight to stream one. <laughs> but anyways, we'll move on. Uh, I think Robert Tunyon may be somebody to keep an eye on in the coming weeks, coming off a pretty big knee injury and – well, it always helps when the guy throwing you the ball is the four-time, most recently back-to-back MVP Aaron Rodgers. I always like him being the guy throwing the ball. Uh, Robert Tunyon did catch a catch down this last weekend, so, you know, with Christian Watson, it's kind of starting to step into the offense, and it sounds like, they're maybe gonna to try to get him the ball a little bit more. Romeo Dobbs, he's obviously doing what he's doing. He's he looks really, really good. Uh his he runs he runs a good route and of course being able he he's he's definitely I think their deep threat right now. But I don't know, man. I, I just if if I just think that if Robert Tunyon can get Six targets a game. I think he's definitely somebody to consider putting on your bench. Uh, I'll go ahead and I'll wrap this up with a streaming quarterback. And I know I was talking a little shit earlier, but I'm going to say Carson Wentz. Uh, He's the 10th ranked quarterback on the year, fellas. Whatever that means to you. He's not I mean, he's not looked terrible. You know, he's got weapons. Jahan Dotson, Curtis Samuel, Scary Terry. Uh, you know, I mean, uh, let's not talk about what, let, let's just focus on week one and two, right? 313 for two, two interceptions, uh, who cares? 337 for three and one pick. See, where's that, where's that Carson Wentz at? Uh, The good thing about it, looking at Tennessee, at Chicago, and then a Green Bay squad that just let the third-string quarterback for the New England Patriots take them into overtime. So Carson Wentz, maybe not so bad to have him on your team, only rostered in 55% of leagues. I think that might be a good one to look at. But I guess, let me check the news one more time, I don't see anything new here, so I guess that'll do it for the first installment of the Nosebleed Know-It-All podcast. Uh, Be sure to subscribe and look for new episodes. I'm not exactly sure how often, I don't know if it'll be a daily, maybe three times a week, uh, something of that nature, but hopefully in the coming weeks, uh, months, we get a little more of a uh, regular fixture going on. Uh, Once again, thanks for listening.